Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest Audio Podcast, Midweek Formation, where we give you some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick, I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke. Today we begin the new year by unpacking Luke's message on Sunday, casting the vision for 2024, focused on hospitality called Entertaining Angels. Don't you just love it when it's timed just right? My man, you are getting so good at that. And you, it's not even on purpose. It, it's literally, I just like type something up and I'm like, maybe that will fit the time. And then I, and bro. then I say it and it's like, oh, you, it's you, like you it got was it meant down. to be. You really got it down. It's like the spirit just anointed that. I was bathed in prayer. It, <laughs> it's going a little far, but <laughs> I would just say you're just getting really good at timing it. <laughs> but sure. Yeah. The Holy Spirit was involved too. <laughs> We're in the prayer room. So the Holy Spirit is involved. Amen. Hey, happy 2024, dude. 2024. You know, uh, we've only been in 2024 for a little bit and I've already made the mistake of like writing 2023 on something. Uh Oh, and I did that like probably two days in. Uh-oh. It was pretty disappointing. What was it that you wrote 2023? I was on? writing an email and I'm like, Hey, can you do something on this date? Uh-oh. And it was like January blank 2023. And I was like, yeah, I feel good about that. And I sent the email and then I, I looked at calendar and I like 10 minutes later, I looked at a calendar and I'm like, oh man, it's 2024, not 2023. Yep. <laughs> Shoot. I'll sneak up on you, man. You got to be careful. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well, let's unpack Sunday. Let's, let's talk about the theme for this year. The, the vision for the year of really honing in on our hospitality. Sure. Hopefully our listeners were worshiping in person on Sunday. But if you weren't and you're worshiping online or you're out of town or you couldn't make it, be sure to go back and uh, watch the service from Sunday so that you can pick up the theme, the vision for 2024. You know, we spent some real time thinking through and planning out 2024 as a staff team, as a board team, where the leadership community at Mercy Road Church Northwest is ready and prepared for what the Holy Spirit or at least what we hope the Holy Spirit will facilitate in our church this year. And the theme verse came out of chapter 13 of Hebrews, Hebrews 13.2, which, by the way, did you think it was interesting that last year's theme verse was Joel 2.13? Yeah. And this year's was 13.2? So I think I'm the one that brought that to your attention. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you told me it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's just flipped. Flipped numbers. <laughs> it's like, it's like the spirit was involved or something. The Holy Spirit's always involved. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all just struck. Um, I, sp- I Personally, I was struck just by the the verse of um, showing hospitality to strangers and so by doing your entertaining angels unaware. And just what a mysterious and powerful and almost entertaining verse that really is. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but it, it almost feels like a marketing ploy. <laughs> A marketing, yeah, because like when you when I think of hospitality, and you think of hospitality through at least a secular lens or a non biblical lens, Mm -hmm. never in a million years would you tack on the phrase "entertaining angels" to that, right? Does it make sense? Like the the South, for example, the South has a reputation of being hospitable, yeah, but never would you say, "Well, the South is hospitable and they entertain angels," right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it just seems so odd that an angelic presence is also present in that text about hospitality. It's almost strangers. like a, it's almost like a, you never know <laughs> who you're entertaining. Yeah. Well, so here's what that tells me. It tells me that hospitality and intentionality with community and hospitality 
is way more spiritual than we maybe mm. assumed. Yeah. It's very spiritual. It's a very spiritual thing. And um, the, the church, man, I just want something. I believe God wants something for his church that doesn't look like the world, yeah. but looks like the kingdom and looks like his church and not our version of church. And I think that because Generation Z, uh, your generation, Nick, and because of my generation, the millennials, because of the advent of technology and because of the value system of at least my parents, which are uh, boomers um, and many Gen Xers as well, the value systems have have changed because of the changing of technology. And so, like I said on Sunday, my parents' generation took, and their parents' generation took relationships and the community and hospitality. They took that almost for like as a no-brainer. Mm. Like it was just a kind of an assumed right. part of life. Yeah. There was an assumption that this just went with life. Hospitality yeah. and community was life. Yeah. Well, I the best way to think of it, I think, is like, um, you know, as a kid, your your circles are small. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow up, your circles, your circles get bigger. Mm-hmm. The advent of technology made those circles way wider than they've ever way been. Way wider. And that we even have capacity for. Like right. we don't have capacity for that wide of a circle. Right. Um, whereas, you know, your parents and the generations, you know, before them and stuff like that, they their experience, their circles was really just their town. Yep. Is their neighborhood and their town. So so obviously community their was neighbors, was just a way yep. of life because yep. this was your life. This yep. this town, you know, for your parents, like Carmel, Indiana. Did they grow up in Carmel? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. So Carmel, Indiana was like in Zionsville, Indiana was like their life. Yeah. And, and now it's this, this way more large, um, this very expansive circle that we are putting ourselves into of like, um, the the 2000 friends I have on Facebook that none of them are friends. (laughs) Exactly. The, all the acquaintances, the staying up to date with everything that's happening in the world. Like we barely have enough capacity for Indiana news, let alone U.S. news, world news. Like we we have everything at our fingertips, yeah. And it, it's it's almost too much too much for us. I feel like yeah. So you're describing like a mile wide and an inch deep. Yes. And I'm just I'm more convicted, I suppose, than ever mm-hmm. that God wants. Um, he doesn't want depth at the expense expense of breadth, but I believe that the church has sacrificed depth for breadth. Yeah. And what I want for our church, Nick, is to be a church of both. Mm. A church that is committed to depth because depth is an inevitable outcome of intentional community. You yeah. you get yourself into community, you're going to find yourself in discipleship circles, right. you're going to find yourself being intentional with your faith yeah. growth and those kinds of things. Um never at the expense of outreach and breadth, but let's just do let's just let's just be real for yeah. just a moment. Let's just be really honest. And listeners, you can allow yourself to be honest, is that we we have in the name, in the name of like, let's go reach as many people for Jesus as we possibly can, which that's my cry. Yeah. In the name of that has come the consequence of we don't really know each other that well. Yeah. It are, is both possible? I would say yes, but yeah. intentionality is the key. Yeah. Intentionality is absolutely the key to making sure that Christian community is our family uh, beyond our biological family that we thrive in. 
and that we and that we grow in. And so this hospitality, I would actually say, is a um, outcome of intentional community. And you could play it both ways. Community is an intentional outcome right. of hospitality. Yeah. And so they're, they're, they're both feed. They both feed. Yeah. Um, but if all we do is show up on Sunday, which we want our people to show up on Sunday, and you never find yourself immersed in community beyond Sunday, that is the people that you worship with, you've got their numbers in your phone. Right. You can text them, call them. You can depend on them to show up for you. Mm. There's an entanglement amongst each other. To me, that is the ultimate goal, is a tightened community. Because a tightened community, I mean, you're practically talking about a remnant at that point. You're talking about a biblical remnant that will withstand the test of time and the tides of culture. And so a, a... a church that's entangled is a church that lasts. Mm, it's a church that grows. Good. It's a church that expands. It's a church that multiplies. It's a church that will meet all of the metric goals that you want without sacrificing the depth of friendships that are critical to withstand those times. Mm. And so, um, you know, to to summarize what I hope the Spirit would communicate through the text on Sunday and I, man, I saw it in our people's eyes. Like you had mentioned earlier that you saw someone like emotionally in tears yeah. just with the weight of perhaps their own loneliness or their own isolation or just being motivated. Um, I got lots of feedback from people about just like, there was just this sense of like, I've been waiting for this invitation. I've been, I've been waiting for someone to give me permission to value this the way God values this and to lean into it. And I've always been scared to lean into it. Now I'm not scared to lean into it anymore. So, man, I don't know. I my my hope and prayer is that entertaining angels will mark us this year. That we will be a marked yeah. people. That we will be a hospitable people. We'll be a people that facilitate community. That lean into community. That offer community. Um, because, man, let's just be again really honest. It's something we took for granted. And millennials friendships were just the name of the game. Right. You get technology in the mix. You start creating artificial connections. Uh, which just is going to speed up with artificial yeah. intelligence. All of a sudden, you're going to have a lonely population. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're viewing it as a replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really good. It, this makes me think a lot about. Um, I had given a message in the summer on hospitality in the mm-hmm. prepared for an outpouring series, mm-hmm. um, and it just reminds me of just how central hospitality is. Um, and how central community is to following Jesus. Like, it's just, it's the name of the game. Um, You have to do life with people. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be eating together and doing life together and um, going through your trials together. You know, you need people to be around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you said that a lot in in your message on Sunday, and I I loved it so much that you just kept saying, you know, it's not good to be alone. And like, you shouldn't be alone. Yeah. Um, and God said that from the beginning, Yeah, <laughs> you are not, it is not good. Um, someone had pointed out even just the language that God uses of he, throughout the creation story, it's, it was good. It, it was, was good. good. It was good. It was yeah. good. Then he notices that Adam's by himself. And for the first time in the whole story, he says, it is not good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he brings even, and then what does he say? Very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that has to show something to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That is not good for us to be alone. We need each other. We need people, especially doing life with God. Like, that's just so essential. 
I think a good question for the, at least the Christian listening right now is, and if you are connected to this church, this is your home church, your connected community, what would your life be like if you were disconnected from community? Mm. Like how, how unpleasant would parts of your life be if you were detached from that quantum entanglement? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you were detached from that spiritual family and it's pretty likely that there'd be some serious voids yeah. in your soul and in your life. Now think about how the call for Christians to be hospitable people ultimately satisfies a deeper longing for quote unquote, the stranger yeah. or, or the lost person even um, to be introduced to something so unique to the Christian experience. Again, that's the crazy thing about God's family is it's, it's this offer for humanity. Humanity wants it, doesn't even know that they want it, doesn't know how to put it into words, right? Chatbots, artificial friendships on sex bots, artificial romance, these are all indicative of a deeper longing unmet, right? The Bible calls it sin, some of that sin. And all sin is, is uh, quenching a thirst, but with the wrong water. Yeah. And many people are choosing the wrong water because they've never tasted the real water of yeah. Jesus. And the real water of Jesus is always offered in the family context. Mm. And, you know, every every individual that Jesus runs into in scripture throughout the gospels, what does he do? He invites them to follow him. Yeah. And when he invites them to follow him, they join a group of people that yeah. are already following yeah. him. It's It was never an individualistic, no. like, hey, you follow me. All right, see ya. Right. There's, <laughs> there's certainly personal elements yeah. to it, but it's never private. Yeah. I always liked to say that um, life with God is extremely personal, not not individual, not in in terms of like individualism, but in terms of intimacy. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's great. And so it's personal. Say it again. Say it again. It's it's personal, not in terms, not by the definition of individualism, but by the definition of intimacy. intimacy. It's closeness. Ooh, I love that. It's a personal yeah. closeness, not a personal like separation from everybody else. Right, 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 right. Because I feel like Ooh, we define we good. define personal in multiple different ways. You know, like yeah. oh, this this secret or this this thing that's going on in my life is very personal, so I don't want to share. It's very intimate. But what you're saying is that I'm I'm private. I'm, yes. I'm using the word private to mask yes. my and unwillingness so, so, to. So personal has different definitions that we've placed on it. And so yeah. I think over the years, we've we've really hit hardcore that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. You have a personal relationship with Jesus. Ask Jesus into your heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of these things right. have individualized Jesus and individualized Christianity um, because of those other uh presuppositions that we have about the word personal. Yep. Um, and so I think that's, it's, that's bit us a little bit. Oh, it totally um, has. It, you know, as we've done that, we've kind of ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Jesus is very personal. God is very personal, but he's not, he's not about individualism. No, not one bit. He doesn't want you to be by yourself. Mm. Um, no, that's, that's really good. And I think it's interesting that you bring up the love of the stranger and the welcoming the stranger into the home. Because that just shows to me even more that hospitality is deep and wide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it does, it does have the the depth of like I'm I'm here with my people, but it has the breadth of let's bring people in. Yeah. It's open the door to the stranger, open the door to the lost, open to open the door to your neighbors. Um, and not just, you know, let's just be our own little thing. Yeah. And and push open everybody your, out. Open your life to the yeah. strangers. And here's the heart. 
as a millennial, I don't know if you grew up like this, Nick, and maybe you could speak to your own, you know, unique uh, origin story. I, I picked up the narrative when I was a kid that there was like a stranger danger, right? Yeah. So in childhood, there's a stranger danger. And, and some of that is, is legitimate. Some of that yeah. is for safety reasons. But that narrative kind of carries on mm-hmm. and it becomes something it was never intended to become. Yeah. And the stranger danger, let's just be really honest, like 99.99% of the time, there is no danger to that yeah. stranger. They're just like you. <laughs> They're just like you. There's always exceptions to that rule, but that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this conversation is to be like, actually, Jesus knows no stranger. Yeah. You're right. He knows everyone intimately, even if they don't know him. And Christians, uh, we've turned this life with Jesus in a, in a very private, individualistic sense. And we've missed all these opportunities. Like I shared on Sunday about Beth. Like I, I mm. missed the opportunity with my neighbor, Beth. And when my new neighbors moved in, I was just resolute. I'm not missing this opportunity. Mm. And although John and Shelly haven't come over for dinner yet. And, but look, they're in my phone. That's yeah. a huge step. We exchanged Christmas cards and it's far, cookies. And it's, farther than, it's farther than Beth. <laughs> I took, we, you know, I went for, I, I was able to make more connections with John and Shelly in seven days than I did with Beth in seven years. Yeah. Right. And so again, being that intentional person and, and they were strangers, but not anymore. Mm. And it just shows you that st- strangers is a very temporary moniker. Yeah. It's mm. a temporary label that can be expired very quickly yeah. with just a tiny bit of intentionality. Yeah. Just wow. A tiny bit. That's really good. And that, that, hus- that, that, um, that posture of hospitality that invites the those around you into a community, into a family. Um, man, we're talking about what people need and long for the, like, over, over anything. Companionship, yeah. friendship, connections yeah. with people. I don't care if you're an introvert. Like that's, if you're an introvert and you're using the excuse, I'm an introvert, yeah. you're using it as excuse because either one, you've had a bad experience, you've been hurt, you don't want to get hurt again. But look, everyone's had a bad experience in, in some degree. Your job is to keep showing up. Yeah. Your job is to keep showing up and keep allowing God to reveal his mercy to you and, and um, show you that all people are fallible yeah. and make mistakes. Uh, but he doesn't make mistakes. And he's going to continue to make these opportunities for you. You know, I invited, years ago, I invited Beth to a Christmas Eve service. She turned me down. You know, I invited John and Shelley to the Christmas Eve service. They, are, they already have a church in, uh, in, in, in this part of town. Um, and so like, you know, you can make all these invitations, you can get turned down, you kind of get burned out by it. Yeah. But dude, I've made just as many invitations where people said yes. Yeah. And so like, don't let a few no's, you know, burn the bridge for you. Be, becoming a person of hospitality and community and invitation is that you're going to get a mixed bag. You're going to get a mixed result. Yeah. You can't control that. And at the end of the day, hospitality, I think, is born out of love. Like yeah. deep down at, at its root, it is rooted in love for people and that that gives you the desire to bring people in um and i think we, we've talked about this before like the love of god does not grow tired mm. yeah baby. like the love of god does not get discouraged yeah. and so our love can get tired and discouraged oh, and yeah. worn out <laughs> and spread thin and be like i don't have a lot in me right yeah. now to give to people like i'm just not in the mood for that um but when we invite the spirit yeah. to impart on us the love of God, to impart on us the ability to withstand 
um, the limits that we have as humans um, and to push past them supernaturally, suddenly we start to see that God-given, that God-like hospitality come through, yeah. that Christ-like hospitality, that Christ-like love um, instilled in us as people who follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so all it takes is really just a, a putting on of the Spirit, saying, I'm going to clothe myself with the Spirit of God um, and allow Him to move in this way, um, because that's, that's what's important. That's the priority. So, dude, with all that in light, share the vision for communities. You know, we touched on it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but you have put a huge amount of work and time <laughs> and effort. A lot of time. And if you were here on Sunday, listener, you 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 probably saw <laughs> we updated the wall in the lobby. It looks so cool. It looks that team did such so a good awesome. job with that. Yes. But, uh, dude, give us like, yeah, first of all, take us behind the scenes, you know, I was able to mention communities briefly on Sunday, but like there's a lot to it. So give us the give us the rundown, dude. Yeah, well, for starters, I do want to give credit where credit is due. Um, that wall was done by Traver. Yeah, it was. Go Traver. Uh, and our executive pastor, Justin Farrell. Um, they put that together. They put a projector on the wall and they did it with Sharpies. That was with Sharpies? <laughs> no, it was not. It was done with Sharpie. Are you kidding me? Because it's easier than paint. Paint can get weird with the lines and stuff. It could you know, clump in certain spots. It could fade in certain spots, but you know what's old faithful? Sharpie. Sharpies. Yeah. They use like two Sharpies for the whole wall. Isn't that crazy? That is amazing. That is a plug for Sharpie, an advertisement for Sharpie. <laughs> Dude, seriously, we should get like some sponsorship dollars from Sharpie. Um, yeah, but it looks super cool. I'm super, super excited about the, the wall there. Um, but yeah, no, there was just a vision. Um, and we had talked about this as a staff team. Um, you know, at the end of at the end of each year, uh, we have a all a all day staff meeting where we just talk about the year and we reflect on like what's going well, what's what's kind of confusing, what's missing, like what's 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 the the status of our church as a whole. Um, and you know, back in 2022, going into 23, um, we had noticed that there was just a general um, lack in the relationship department. You know, just as we've been talking about in this podcast of just the, the loneliness that's occurring, um, and the, the lack of connection that we're seeing. And so we're, we're trying to mitigate that a little bit. And so we started doing communion meals to try and to, uh, lean in on, on the hospitality and lean in on the mealtime to, to bring people together. And that worked wonders and was so beautiful. And I think our people really, really enjoy that. Um, but there was still a little bit more, like it was a step in the right direction, but it wasn't, it wasn't done. Um, and so this year it was really just thinking through, um, how can we really intentionally lean into hospitality? How can we lean into relationships, um, while also leaning on intentional discipleship and leaning on, on our outreach and being the hands and feet of Jesus out in our city and nourishing it? Like, how can we be more involved with our immediate vicinity, our neighborhoods, um, just as a church? And so trying to put all these t things together and, and hit all of those markers um, was, was born this, this concept of the four things, um, doing, it, doing it Northwest, the gatherings, the uh, communities, courses, and outreach. Um, and so, I mean, as if you listened, if you were here on Sunday or listened uh, online, uh, you know that 
the communities are the groups of 15, 20 people um, that are location, time, and or demographic based. There's something special and unique about bringing discipleship into your life. Mm. And so while there's a place for something like courses where it's very information transfer, and I think that's really important as as far as growing deeper, Mm -hmm. uh, there's something also extremely beautiful about doing life with people and then saying, what is Jesus saying in that? What's the spirit? How's the spirit moving in your life in that? And, and so no longer is God this lofty abstract concept, but now is an, is a, a real tangible, like a real thing that's happening in your life of like, oh my gosh, God is revealing this to me through the very things in my life. And I wouldn't have realized it if I didn't have people doing life with me. Um, and so that's kind of the heartbeat behind communities is that those relationships would feed into discipleship and then would feed into outreach. And so we would see communities go to courses together and say, Hey, let's learn. And then they would, they would keep meeting some more. And then they'd say, Oh my gosh, there's a, there's a cool serve opportunity in in the city. Let's go and do it together because we're doing life together. We're following Jesus together. Like that's the vision is to see just these little clumps of people um, that are doing life together and then following Jesus together in these really beautiful ways. Yeah. Um, and just these smaller expressions that then gather together as one whole on a Sunday morning. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the exciting thing about this is that, um, it can keep growing and keep expanding and multiplying. Um, I, I've shared this with a couple of people, but I would, I would love to see one day like communities turn into churches. Like, Come like on, how dude. cool would Let's that be go. for a community to get so big and so like, deep and so meaningful and so beautiful that they're like, let's be our own church be a church, and let's reach people in our area. You know, like our community has been meeting in, in Lebanon for this amount of time. And like, what do you, what if we started a church here? And, and like, there's a lot, there's a, there's a felt need for a church. Let's do this. Like seeing that mm-hmm. would be just the most beautiful, amazing thing ever uh, to, to see that happen. So that's the heart is just bringing kingdom um, and bringing kingdom through relationship and hospitality and dinner, just and like Jesus, dinner. just like Jesus did. Dinner, so, just like Jesus. I love yeah. it, dude. I'm love it. I'm there for it. I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit imparted all of that to us as a team. Yeah. And I think our church body is. I think the church body is really receptive. Yeah. Of this 2024 vision and, and these I think it'll efforts. be really beautiful. Um. Get, yeah. Give us a give us like a summary of of courses and then give us a summary of outreach. Yeah. Uh, down the list we go. Courses are really cool. So this last year we did what was called the huddle cohort where in the past we had done a discipleship like year long intensive called huddle. And we, we kind of tried to put that into a little bit more of a classroom kind of experience and it actually went really well. And we were like, wow, this is some people really craved this of, you know, like going through the Bible in 10 weeks and being like, oh, wow, like I didn't know this or I really needed this in my life. And so that kind of to me was like, oh, what if we did more stuff like this? Not even just doing the Bible. I mean, that's what Bible 101, which starts next week, was inspired by. Registration's open for that, by the way. Um, Sweet. But, you know, it also leads to other things. Like, what if we did classes on spiritual practices with a nonprofit called Practicing the Way? What if we did a course on apologetics? What if we, you know, Rooted could be a course? Like, there was just all of these different things that could, that are like 
10 weeks long, four weeks long, six weeks long, like that we could just put throughout the year for as opportunities for people to get deeper. You know, this isn't a new concept. Churches have been doing this forever. Um, But, but there's a lot of value in it that I think we've kind of moved away from. And I think we could get a lot of value from it. So that that's courses. And again, you know, we've, we talked about uh, on Sunday, you had said that the goal is for somebody not to have to wait three weeks. And, you know, so we have our courses staggered in a way that that remains true. But what's really cool about this is that if a guest shows up and they go to a course for the first time, the goal is that we can get them into a community. Yeah. Um, that if someone is attending a course and they're not involved in something, by the end of that course, we can say, hey, get plugged into something. Like, go do life with people. And so that, that I think, could be a really cool way to get people involved into communities is through courses. Um, and then, you know, bring communities back into courses to get deeper, just kind of this like cyclical nature sure. um, so of did, feeding into each other. So those those four connection points are not progressive. No. Which means that somebody could participate in an outreach before they even attended a worship service. Absolutely. Somebody could participate in a course before they ever got involved in a community. Yep. So and that's because, and that's, everybody's different. You know, some people are like, oh yeah, I would totally go serve the city and help out with this event. And then I meet people and I'm like, wow, I want to hang out with them. So I'm going to join their community. And then after hanging out with them for a little while, now I'm going to start attending the church. And I want to know about the Bible because I've never heard of this Jesus before. So now I'm going to go to this course, Bible 101. Like there are so many different ways that this could work sure. and get people involved in in kingdom life and in in life with the community of believers. And so I think that's something that's also really unique and special about about this new pathway and stuff. But a little bit about outreach now. We have we have partnerships, um, all kinds of different ones, the things that were born within our church, like uh, Mercy to Your Table, which provides meals for people that are in need. So that's been really great, um, seeing that mission come alive. But there's another one that was, you know, it's not even born out of our church, but Indie Hygiene Hub, serving people in need of of hygiene products around the city and they have a pantry day every month where people the huge line goes out of our parking lot to come get products um because they need them and so that's been running out of our out of our church ever since we started um but some people don't even know and so something that i thought was like man why don't we know Mm. (laughs) like why don't we know what's going on why why, like how can we get more involved in nourishing our city Mm. um and and you know, bringing kingdom into those spaces. And so that was, that was kind of the vision there was to be the hands and feet of Jesus um, in that way. And so, I mean, we're going to have serve days. Um, I would love to have like four a year, like once mm-hmm. a quarter where we can, you know, have a list of different partnerships and be like, Hey, this is where we, this is where people can go, get your community together, go here. Mm. Like I just have this vision of like how, how far we could go, you know, around the city, you know, people are looking around and they see people with a Northwest shirt on and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, they serve the city. Like I, awesome. I, I just know that shirt. I know yes. that church. That I want our church to have a reputation of meeting the needs yeah. of our city and, and the people around us. I love um, that. Because oh that's a reputation that Jesus has. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Jesus has a reputation of helping people, being there for the lost and being there for those in need. Um, and so how can we follow him in that, follow in his footsteps there? So, bro. But yeah, that's a little synopsis of all those things i guess you can find more on the website and app which tells me that if you are listening to this podcast you have zero excuse to not <laughs> <laughs> because yes. there's just there's too much offered in yeah. front of you and they're, and they're all really distinct yeah and they're all really unique yeah. and it's you know and 
let's just be honest, you know, showing up to a community deal at someone's living room is not the same experience as yeah, it's showing not. up to a shower trailer day, No, you know, in the middle of a parking lot, in the middle of, uh, you know, an impoverished place yep. in our city. And so the, the variety of connection points and right. that we offer as a church, um, you friend, my dear sister, my dear brother, you are without excuse. Yeah. There's just too much. Um, there's one, there's too much at stake. And two, there's just, we as a church body now just offer too, too many things for you to, um, scratch your head being like, which one do I fit in? It's like, trust me, you'll find one. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the goal too, is just to have opportunities. People are busy. Um, and so to have opportunities that create space for people to be like, oh yeah, I have room for that. Um, without being like, Hey, you have to be here every day of the week, right? you know, at the church. Um, I'm excited for Bible 101. Dude, I'm super excited. Heard we got about some that. registrations. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready yeah, to go. We've got some people signed up already. It's it's gonna be super exciting, super fun. And then you and I are sharing the the burden of teaching that yes, course. Yes, that will be taught by me and Luke. Uh, yeah. We have come up with the content, the curriculum, all the things, and it's gonna be really cool. So if you Don't are miss Bible one hundred and one, whether whether you're a new Christian, not a new Christian, um, wherever you're at in your journey, you can get something out of this. Yes. Guaranteed. It's it's really just a like let's unpack this Bible. Let's unpack um, how to hear God in the Bible. How, let's unpack all of these things um, and do it together. It's, yeah, it's gonna be super cool. But yeah, twenty twenty four hospitality, doing life together, all the things. And who knows? You might even entertain some angels you along might, the way. Who knows? You might even entertain <laughs> angels. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm super excited. If you have questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know. We want to answer all of your questions um, and talk about the things that you are interested in. So you can do that by going to the media tab on our website uh, at mercyroadnw.com. On our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community, about our church. Um, You can learn more about the pathway that we just talked about as well. And you can get a hold of me or Luke directly as well if you go to the staff page on our website. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon.